0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. We're going to talk about suffering today, and uh, I have a few opinions on what suffering looks like, and I'll go through them. And as you're listening to this, ask yourself if you resonate. Ask yourself if um, you are in fact suffering. And I know suffering can feel dramatic. Suffering, I think, um, you know, it has a, it gets a bad rap. I understand it. It's like the uh, drowning underwater, slippery well. I get it. But suffering, I don't think, is... I don't think it's bad because I think it's temporary. And also I think that suffering sometimes is required for us to get a taste of the other side, you know? You know that saying that uh if you're always happy, um, you're not gonna know what to compare it to, meaning you gotta taste the unhappy to know what happy feels like for you to appreciate happy and to be to be grateful for, for that. Well, Here are some things I believe um, suffering can be, and I also believe that um, we've all been here. Many of us may be here now, and if you are, it's okay. It just means that this is the experience that you're going through, and there is also something different. All right. Suffering can be forcing things that are not meant. Um, This is the story of half my life. When you are forcing things and just, you know, what is that saying? Jamming a, um, a cylinder into a square hole. When you are trying to force things, and it, this is also a very by me life, right? Doing life by me, not through me, not for me, but by me, right? The iron fist, my way or the highway. When you are doing this, I, I believe that, um, that there, there is suffering. Your attempt to tap out the universe. I think that's suffering because you're never going to win. <laughs> Trying to change someone. This is also suffering. This is also um, something I still struggle with today. Usually it's with our partners. And uh, it can also be subtle. You know, it can be. And, and I think the subtle is more dangerous because the obvious you spot or they spot. And uh, you're aware of that. You correct it. But the Subtle. Trying to change someone it goes unnoticed. And when things go unnoticed, it can turn into a virus, you know? And so trying to change someone is a dead end, it is suffering. Um, there, there's no happy ending there. Let's say you actually have the ability to change someone. Do you think that that person, as he or she evolves and grows, is going to accept that change? Do you think that there isn't going to be any kind of residue of resentment? (laughs) You think that you changing someone is going to make them look at you and say, oh, thank you for that change, although I didn't want that. uh, But thank God you forced me into being this person that I didn't want to be. Now I'm happy. That does not happen. So trying to change someone is suffering. Never examining your resistance. I have this tattoo. Resist nothing on my forearm. Uh, When I got it, by the way, just a quick story. By the way, I try to sip my coffee away from the microphone because this is not about uh, MSAR. What is what is that called that people are doing now with sound effects like they'll just like eat food and you're just listening to someone eat food or sip drinks and Amsr I think it's called anyway that is not this you're not interested in hearing me sip coffee that brings you no no joy anyway I got this tattoo uh, years ago <laughs> and uh, you know when you get a tattoo it's super shiny I went to this party right after the tattoo and it was just like super shiny. It said, resist nothing it one when I first tattoos across my arm and it was big typewriter font and, uh, <laughs> people came up to me, obviously they noticed. And you know, when you get a really bad haircut and people are like, oh, you got a haircut and they say nothing else. They don't say it's good, bad. If they like it, they just announce that you got it. And, uh, I got a lot of that, that day at the party. Oh, John, you got a tattoo. Oh, oh, wow. i got a shiny tattoo. And uh, I remember feeling so insecure about it. And I was thinking that day, fuck, what did I do? This is permanent. Anyway, the tattoo said resist nothing. And there was meaning behind it in that I really believe in our resistance. There's opportunity for growth. You know, it's in our resisting Where I think we have revolution, revelations as long as we're leaning into our resistance, uh, exploring it. I mean, I think it's like anything in life where, in order to grow something, it requires uh, a tearing apart, a, a stretching, and uh, it's it's going to be in our in our resistance. So whenever we are not examining our resistance, we're running away from it, or reacting. From our resistance uh, to me, that's suffering. By the way, I should have said this before. My definition of suffering is it's basically the opposite of evolution and growth, you know. Um, I think we are meant to evolve and grow and thrive. I think we're curious creatures. And whenever we stop that process, no matter what we're doing, when that process is stopped, we are by default, in my opinion, suffering. Okay. Being defined by what happened, meaning living um, not in the moment, but being tied to the past. A lot of people uh, love this way. I say love without your past, and that comes from me uh, doing it myself and realizing that it's damaging and unhealthy. So yeah, living in your past is suffering. Allowing fear to win. I'm going to add the word always because sometimes we allow fear to win, and that's okay. Okay. Um, but if we're always, if this is a pattern that you're always allowing fear to stop you from doing what you want to do, that is suffering. Pulling from ego always is suffering. Not pursuing your dreams for whatever reason is suffering. I mean, not pursuing your, your dreams slash passion slash purpose is going to cause you to live a very grayed out life. Um, I lived this life for whew, 15 20 years you become Michael J Fox in that photo when you couldn't get his parents together you start to disappear living with one perspective meaning only seeing things through your own eyes and not being open to different perspectives is suffering because you see the world as you are, not as it is. That's a famous quote. I forget by who, but we all learn it in therapy school, and it is true. So if you are only seeing the world through your own eyes, um, there is no stretch. You are not expanding. You are not having uh, revelations. You are being narrow, and in, in my, um, my opinion, suffering. Not believing in anything greater. Yes, uh, if you believe that there is nothing greater... And, and this isn't a religious thing. I mean, whatever you believe that is greater, it could be the universe or aliens, trees, I don't know. But something greater than you, I think, causes us to be fearless. And um, this is when we leap. This is when we take the jump, right? This is when we uh, do things that scare us. This is when we have drive, 92 octane, and so um, when we don't believe in anything greater, then we make it about us, we make it about our problems, we live in the trenches, and we suffer. Not looking inward, this causes suffering. Looking inward is where growth, evolution, a better version of you is, right? And so if you're not looking inward, and and of course, um, I think uh, taking ownership in this world uh, starts with looking inward, right? Your patterns, your thoughts, um, your inner inner journey. Losing yourself in someone else. Many people do this. Um, when this happens, I feel like you are suffering. You have no sense of self. Your worth and value is tied to the other person or the relationship. Living in victim mode. Earlier, I said a buy-me life. Living in victim mode is a to-me life. This happened to me. And uh, I get it. We are—we actually are victims in this world. I mean, shit happens, you know? People get eaten by tigers and shit. Like, we get hit by cars. Like, you know, there are tragedies and accidents. We can be victims on paper. But I'm talking about the mindset. And so if you are always living in that mindset, right? If this is the pattern, something happens and suddenly you're the victim, someone did something to you, uh, you are now powerless and you are suffering. Attachment, that can be suffering. And I mean attachment not in attachment styles, but in uh, the Buddhist philosophies. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, attaching to things, being hooked, right? That causes suffering. Disconnecting with your body. I think this can be suffering Um kind of going through life disconnected with your body. I think uh, a lot of answers are in our body. And if we're disconnected with our bodies, uh, we're only usually pulling from logic, right? We're not showing up as whole grounded beings. And also like uh, the intimacy in the bedroom, right? A lot of people are disconnected to their bodies. Um, a lot a lot of times because of trauma, because of sexual Trauma and abuse from the past. And so they don't have this connection or this healthy relationship with their bodies. They're disconnected. Um, so think about in your life where in your life do you disconnect with your body? I believe that can be a form of suffering, reacting instead of re- responding. This is a big one. Um, I used to be a walking reaction when we we're constantly reacting, we are in suffering. Only doing things that make sense, that means pulling from logic that uh, I think that strips you of uh, magic, possibilities, things that you don't even know that you can do, right? Exchanging your truth for membership. I say this a lot, and when we're doing this, you are suffering, and membership can be a person, it could be a club, it can be your idea of success, Thinking the exact same thoughts you thought yesterday. This to me is, <laughs> is suffering. And by the way, as I'm reading this, I realized I, I suffered today. If you're constantly thinking the same thoughts you thought yesterday, uh, you're basically living in a loop, right? You're you're not moving forward. You are in neutral or reverse, perhaps. And a lot of people get stuck in the same thoughts the same worries, the same dread, and mostly it's about you and your life. And I think one way to stop thinking about the same shit you think about is to stop making it about you. Your life is greater than you. Get out of your own way if you just think about you and what you don't have and what you're lacking and all of that, all that rumination, you know, that I struggle with myself as well. Um, you're suffering. You're suffering by yourself. <laughs> You're suffering alone. You're suffering in your head. So you got to stop that pattern. And I know that pattern runs deep. I know that, you know, this is something that uh, you didn't just come up with or start doing last summer. It's something that's been happening for years, possibly decades. And so to stop that is difficult. And I, I get it. All right, quickly, what else is suffering? Hate, judgment, holding on to definitions. And blueprints that are not honest to you, even if they were from you, but a previous version of you, right? Resentment, pessimism, constantly engaging in drama that is suffering, not expressing creativity, holding shit in, not expressing yourself, your voice, your truth, not giving yourself what you know that you deserve, what you want, what you need. That is suffering. And finally, I'm going to say a fixed mindset, that is suffering. What do you see as suffering? Um, but more importantly, what can you do to pull yourself out of suffering and into becoming, into uh, the new you? And by the way, the new you doesn't stop. You know, I think that uh, we are constantly evolving. Well, I hope... This episode was helpful. Before you leave, I wanted to uh, just do a little housekeeping. I've been doing uh, retreats. Speaking of suffering, you you know, work, if you don't switch it up and if you don't do things that uh, bring you joy and fire you up, and if you're just punching a clock and doing the same shit, that can be suffering. And I know that because I used to for many years. When I was working in the clinical world, um, tuck in my shirt and go to shitty jobs that I hated. And the boss was always running it with fear, Darth Vader style. And um, I was scared and I was overworked, underpaid, and I was suffering. And so when I was able to uh create my own practice and, and design a life that felt more honest to me, I had I had this huge sense of freedom. And now today, um, I don't believe I suffer in work and what I do. I, I mean, I, I feel gratitude. I feel lucky. I feel um, blessed. Um, and part of that is switching things up, right? And so recently I started to do retreats and retreats. Uh, they're not something that I've, I've really pursued. I've been hired to do retreats uh, to execute run groups and stuff like that. But I never really ran a lot of retreats on my own. So uh, we have this uh, house in Idlewild, which is about two hours away. It's my happy place. It's where I go to write. And so I ran my first men's retreat, and there was 20 of us, and holy shit, it was uh, seamless and magical. And the revelation, the takeaway from that retreat was, I need to do more of these. You know, I need to get out of my garage, step away from my phone, and engage with people in person, make eye contact hug some beings. Right. And so, um, now I'm all fired up about these retreats and, uh, because they're local, they're close. I don't have to get on a plane. Um, I'm doing one pretty much every other month. So I have a co-ed miserable fucks retreat. And, uh, yes, of course it's going to, there's going to be processing, but also somatic experiences, ice plunges, guided hikes, breath work, um, it kind of feels like adult summer camp, home cooked meals by a chef. The food has to be amazing, right? If you're eating store-bought sandwiches, it's, it's, it, it ruins the whole thing. You're going to pee on the whole thing. So, um, I've got amazing food, great like-minded people, amazing coaches. Uh, so check that out. And then I, I'm putting together a writer's retreat and this one I'm super excited about because there's so many people that are writers. I'm going to give you access to pitch to an agent we're going to talk about the behind the scenes. Or if you've already sold your book, this is going to be an awesome time to go into the woods and write. We are calling it Writers in the Wild. Um, and then, of course, a couples retreat is coming up. And I don't know if I'm doing that in Hawaii or Idlewild, but uh, Vanessa and I are putting that together as well. So look out for all these r- retreats. Uh, it be a great way for me to uh, meet you and give you a hug. Thank you for listening. Be well.